0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. I'm Anna David, and I interview actors, writers, musicians, and other creatives about addiction, recovery, and sharing their dark to find their light.
1: Well, I think that all my heroes were drug addicts.
0: This podcast features both the interviews and the stories. The interviews often share the dark. The stories often share the light.
1: Oh, yes! Yes! I had eight butt cakes while watching 35 forensic files, but I did not drink.
0: Are you a light hustler? Keep listening to find
1: out. And I was like, really? Like that's you that's that's it? That's what I am? I'm just bad at being uncomfortable. <laughs> so simple and it also makes me feel like it's such a dick.
0: Hi there this is anna david you're listening to the light hustler podcast this is a show where i interview people about addiction and recovery and they tell stories and it's all about people who are sharing their stories who come out of the shadows of shame and are sharing into the 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 glimmers of light and this is one of those ones that's an interview i did if you are into podcasts recovery podcasts, that is you're gonna know this guy and um we actually had done an interview before but somehow it never got released so this is exciting this one's getting released and by the way if you like this podcast i would be so grateful you don't actually have to go and write a review that takes time you know it doesn't take much time subscribing and rating that takes like three seconds oh my god three seconds that could help me so much i am grateful to you for listening but i am even more grateful if you go subscribe and rate. And with that, I'm gonna give you Omar Pinto.
1: Just fire off at me. Omar,
0: we are going. Hi, you guys. I am Anna David. If you have never seen one of these, welcome. I'm a New York Times bestselling author of seven books and um, sober uh, over 18 years and published in the New York Times and on the Today Show and all of this stuff. And um, every week, that's a lie. I try to do it every week. I don't do it every week. Semi regularly, I interview people, often people in recovery, about their recovery, but most importantly, about why they've chosen to share their stories publicly with the world and um, if you like the people in your life and I always say this, go and share this with them. They don't want you don't want them to miss it if you don't like the people, uh, make sure that you do not share this with them. Um, hey, Jordan, welcome to the show. I think Simmons Kip, and work Owen are they are here, but I have no idea. Um, today I have got Omar and he's already got a fan here. Austin Omar is. The badass Costa Rican host of the Share podcast, and that is spelled S H A I R. So don't get it confused with um, what you might think is the spelling. There we go. I've got it on the screen. The Share podcast uh, hit podcast. I think it has over a million downloads.
1: Yes, one point five million.
0: One point five million. He's got accountability groups. He's he's a coach, and he's. One of the nice, except when you're starting an interview with him, he is one of the nicest, kindest hearted people I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. Welcome, Omar.
1: Thank you, Anna. And what's up, Austin? Good to see you, brother.
0: Um, So we're just going to get right into it. This is a very casual conversation. Um, So basically, Omar... What I want to know is what made you decide to share your story with the world? Did you have hesitations? And what have been some of the rewards of doing that?
1: Well, no, I, I didn't have any hesitations at all. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm one of those people that has, I guess you could say I've just I've been a rebel for a lot of my life. Uh, push back, push against the seams. Um, I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like rules. Um, I, I push against structure, right? Now there's it's 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 dual. There's like two sides of me, because there's there's a part of me that has a ton of fear, a ton of apprehension. Um, what will other people think about me? You know, that kind of a deal. Um, but as the years have gone on, that has shifted dramatically. That has changed a lot. Um when I first got into recovery, it was um, it was the thing that saved my life A 12 step recovery is the thing that saved my life. And so for, for the first for for the first few years, I was very vigilant, very diligent, very much on point with everything that I was being taught and everything that I was, um, and all the suggestions, like, in other words, they tell you, just take the suggestions and you'll do great. I took the suggestions and I did great. Um, but as time went on, I realized that there was such an impactful, um, impactful things would happen when I would share my story. Um, there was, there, I, I was asked in many situations to share, to share my story um, in different groups and in different places. And I realized the change that it made in those meetings. People would come up to me and say, your story resonated with me, your story was so impactful. And I was like, wow. What if I just shared my story with more people, not just the people that were inside the rooms of recovery, inside the rooms of 12-step recovery? What would happen if I share my story with the world? What if there was somebody that was out there struggling and suffering in silence behind social media and behind the internet and really was basically needed help but didn't know where to begin? And that's when I started to to kind of just get out into the world. And that's when I decided that I was gonna launch a podcast when I felt like, you know what? I like sharing my story. My story helps people. My story actually helps save lives. So you know what? I'm going out and I'm, and I'm not gonna be anonymous.
0: And what year was that? Or do you know exactly when that was that you made that decision?
1: That was 2015 when I really went, when I launched the podcast.
0: And how long were you in recovery at that point?
1: 11 years.
0: And did you feel um the the sort of uh 11th tradition seeping up on you and this idea that we remain anonymous at the level of press radio film and podcast I guess cuz I ask because it's something you know that I, that I have thought about and has affected me where are you with that?
1: Yeah, well of of course uh, stories and being able to write are the way to move shift people people Don't get to need to the be able to touch, by touch the
0: comments i 'm just throwing them on there
1: okay, all right, well anyway, that's my boy austin so <laughs> that's why I read it anyway yes um I, absolutely because when I first launched the podcast i didn't have any guests i didn't have any social recognition i didn't I didn't even know where to go to. I just knew I wanted to launch a podcast, so I started going to all my buddies in the group and going hey, would you be on my podcast, share your story? Hey, would you be on my podcast and share my story? And their first thing was, does it go against the traditions? Am I going to get in some kind of trouble? Do I have to have my picture? Can I just put my first name? So there was a lot of trepidation in the beginning. On my part, just because I was like, wow, getting guests might, might be a little more challenging than I thought. And plus, I'm already starting to feel a little bit judged By some of the people in the group when they found out I was doing a podcast. What are you doing this? What is this podcast thing that you're doing? And are you sure it goes along with the traditions? Now, here's the thing about me, too. When someone starts to tell me things like, hey, are you sure it's in alignment with the traditions? Are you sure it's a, then all of a sudden I feel the the shame language come at me. Now, as a coach today, I recognize what shame language is. Back then, it was just language that would piss me off because I would start to feel a little guilty about what I was doing. Guilt, shame, correlating together, the shame language coming at me. So I had two choices. I was either going to conform and go, yeah, you're probably right, I shouldn't do this, or fuck this, I hope I can say that. All right, I'm going my way. I'm gonna launch this thing. You know what, actually the fact that you're asking me and reminding me if this is the right thing to do is actually kind of provoking me to push a little harder against the grain. So you know what, yes, I'm going along, I'm going ahead, even though I am feeling all of that kind of shame language coming in my direction. So yeah, absolutely, it came at me and I pushed through it.
0: And have you had pushback since then, like the sort of emails that I will sometimes get, increasingly less and less actually, where people are angry at you for doing that. They misunderstand the tradition on some level. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I've gotten letters from AA asking me to stop talking about it. Um, have you wow. experienced any of that? No. Really zero. Letter?
1: I have not gotten a message from AA. I've not gotten a message from NA. I have not gotten any sort of. But I also have a disclaimer on my podcast which says we do not promote or endorse any 12 step recovery program. So I do have a disclaimer on there where well, we discuss recovery. We discuss 12 steps, but we do not promote or endorse it, which is kind of like the loophole. So maybe that's why they haven't, they haven't come at me. Well,
0: their, the, the, their concern isn't promoting it. It's that we t- promoting. It's great. It's that we discuss it at all. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I've been sort of online talking about this stuff and writing about it for 15 years. And they definitely, they've, they've chilled out, but they, they've definitely come after me and some other people out there. And, you know, like I said, it happens less and less. Now, what have been some of the rewards of sharing your story?
1: Oh, well, that is like a hundredfold. Right. Um. The more the more I got out there and started sharing my story, and when I started doing the podcast, as I would interview people, my story would come out as well. So it was an opportunity to go back and forth. Um, there's an episode on there, no, episode number 26, that is actually my story. And yeah, like I said, when I interview people, I will, you know, sprinkle parts of my story in there, so people are very well aware of that. And so the emails that I get are not. Are you, should you be doing this anymore? The emails that I've gotten over the years has been like, thank you so much for having this podcast. It has absolutely changed my life. One of the podcast, one of the iTunes podcast reviews on iTunes was, um, I was considering suicide. And I just started binge listening to the podcast. And it completely, it saved my life. It saved my life. Like I remember reading that and tearing up. You know, like I can actually I'm actually like connecting with it right now. The emotional response I got to reading that told me, you know what? I don't have time to listen to dogma. I don't have time to listen to bullshit. I don't have time to listen to people's narrow minds about what they think recovery is, because guess what? I'm not on here doing AA meetings on my podcast. I am interviewing people and asking them, what did you do? What steps did you take? What dramatic events happened in your life that propelled you into the journey of recovery? And what has it done for your life today? And what are the tips, strategies, suggestions that you can give to our listeners? And that's what's been impacting lives. It's those stories that it's my story. If I want to share my story, I'm going to share my story. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I am someone who gets probably emails every day that say something like that. And the ones I remember, and they're so sweet, but I think I've become a little hardened. The ones I remember are the ones who get mad at me. Anybody who sends me emails, I love you. And it's amazing. And it makes me feel so good. But you know, sometimes the, the harsh ones, and like I said, they're, they're decreasing a lot, have hit harder. Now, what is your focus? Your primary business is not the Share Podcast, correct? Your primary business is being a coach, and is it a coach for people in recovery only?
1: No, you know, my my title is, or how I promote myself is, a uh, life transformation coach, um, with uh, specializing in addiction recovery. So it's it's twofold, right? So I I can help anyone. It doesn't matter what it is. There is. For many people, if you are seeking coaching, there is something that is holding you back. There is something somewhere between the ages of five and 20 is typically what I found with my clients is there is some traumatic event that happened at that time. You made a decision to believe this story and this belief system has been basically Mm. stacking itself year after year. And for some and for some people, it's decades and the thing is, the alcohol is really the soothing mechanism that they use for dealing with these emotional, with these negative emotional states that stem from that belief system. So really, it's every, it just so happens that majority of my clients are people that are seeking recovery or in recovery, um, are having problems with the, with the alcohol situation. And keep it in mind that 12-step recovery has about a 10% success rate. So you've got these 80 to 90 percent people that were not able to connect with that sort of program. And those are the ones typically that seek me out.
0: Um, this this success rate, I, I hit up against it because so many studies refute it and it's thrown around so casually. I will say that over 18 years of uh, going to meetings i've never been surveyed these studies are based on incredibly small sample groups and so um the success rate of the people i know who actually work a 12 step program is 100% so i i i hate that statistic i think it uh disparages uh 12 step in a way that's not not it's just not accurate so i do i do want to say that um now, and Art was asking, AA sends letters. Yes, they do. Uh, when I was running a website, they sent them to me and a few of my writers. And um, it freaked us out for a minute. And then we realized that we didn't have to do anything. And sort of like, oh, we were just like, okay, well, still doing this. Um, now, Now, what... You, is your accountability group, I would love to tell people listening and watching about this accountability group. Is that something that's open to anybody? How does that work?
1: Yeah, no, I've got three different products. One is my one-on-one coaching. The other one is a mastermind group coaching. And the other one is the Share Recovery Community, which is the accountability group. Um, that particular one is for people that are in recovery and that are seeking recovery. They, maybe they can't make a meeting because they've got kids. Uh, the meetings in their area are difficult to get to. Maybe they just don't connect with the, their local meetings. So we've created a space where there's seven to eight meetings a week um, and more of and the idea is to create a space where people can connect on that level, on that recovery, the support, the accountability level that they're lacking currently in their life. They just haven't been able to successfully connect with a tribe, and this is just one more potential possible tribe that they can connect with that's really the idea of, of, the, of, of that particular group, an accountability group for people in recovery. The other group is for people that want to expand their life. It's more of a life coaching group session where we go into family relationships, business, um, career, whatever. It's whatever shift you want to make, collectively, the group will coach you. And then there's the one-on-one, which is a lot more intense. uh, And it's just you and me going one-on-one.
0: Now, if people wanted to be coached by you or join one of these groups, how would they do that?
1: Uh, You'd go to omarpinto.com. That's it. Just go to omarpinto.com. All the the different products are on there. It'll also give you a link to the podcast so that you can listen to the podcast as well. Um, That's the easiest way to find me. All my information, you can schedule a free consultation with me on that site. You can contact me from that site, and you can check out all my products on that site.
0: Um, okay, wonderful. I have put that up on the screen for anybody watching. That's omarpinto.com. And what are your plans for next? How are you growing what you're doing?
1: Um, well, I have my own. I have a coach. I, I, I re, I, I'm always going to be in personal development. Everything Ever since I shifted into personal development, I, I recognize the, ideal, the, the idea or the, the mindset or belief system behind having accountability but then having accountability, next level accountability. So your circle of influence is gonna allow you to get to whatever level you want to. So your circle of influence is gonna either hold you back, keep you where you're at, or elevate you. Um, So I just joined a brand new mastermind group, it's called M1, it's uh, March to a Million. Uh, It's led by Rock Thomas. And um, I also have a, a Tony Robbins coach that I meet with three times a month. And the idea is to shift. I wanna take the reco- my The Share Podcast has been primarily discussing recovery and addiction. I wanna combine recovery with personal development because that's what, allow- that's what has allowed me to coach my clients is the mixture of recovery with personal development. I view my recovery as the solid foundation that I'm currently building my personal development mansion on top of. And yes, I am I am actively seeking to make my first million. That, that's That's my goal. So I'm growing the different groups and through my mastermind, through my coaching, it's a constant check-in on, okay, so where are you at with the groups right now? Is it growing? What's your attrition rate at right now? How can we promote it better? You know, what kind of marketing strategies can we do? It's it's really just about constantly staying on top of where you're at and where you want to get to. I want to get to a point. The, the thing is, doing the one-on-one coaching, I can only do so much. So that I have to take into consideration that I can only coach so many clients per month. So I need to expand the the mastermind group. I need to expand the SRC so I have that residual income coming in that, that uh, yeah, the residual income coming in. So once that gets to a certain level, then everything on top of that just becomes gravy, so to speak. And, and also that money allows me to do more advertising, do more marketing, hire a team, because that's next. Next is I've got to get a team. I need an admin team that, can, that, that I can delegate a lot of the bullshit that wastes my time because this is what I do best. Get on calls, do interviews, host, you know, whatever, coach people. That's where my strength is. All the admin stuff is really, you know, counter counterproductive.
0: No question. I'm so glad you got specific about what your coaches and masterminds do because I think a lot of people wonder, well, what is how is that different than a therapist? What why do I need a coach? So and so what is your are you certified as a coach? What how do you differentiate yourself from other ones and and what exactly are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm an NLP NLP certified practitioner and I'm also a peer support specialist, peer recovery specialist. So certified in those two areas. But the majority of where my coaching comes from is being coached myself. It's really getting into the trenches. When I recognize that I'd reached a plateau I had yeah I, I had a couple of choices it was either find another job so that's typically I don't like this job so I'm gonna get another job the idea of becoming an entrepreneur the idea of launching my own business was terrifying absolutely terrifying but everyone around me was like dude you should be coaching like seriously that's that's your gift I was like oh my god I don't know this that then I got out of my own way and followed some suggestions. One of my good friends, Tony Grebmeyer.
0: Who's coming on my podcast uh, next week.
1: Oh, spectacular. What's up, T? So he was one of my very first um, introductions to personal development. I was lost. I'd quit my job. You know, I was like struggling. I didn't know what my next move was going to be. I interviewed Tony. And at the end of it, you know, we connected so much on the podcast. I said, dude, listen, can you give me some advice on what my next step should be? And he goes, have you ever had a coach? Have you ever joined a mastermind? I'm like, no. He goes, well, you need to do that first. That was, and it was, it's one of those moments in your life that if I had not taken that suggestion, because think about how many times you who are listening have been offered a suggestion. Someone told you based on their experience what has worked for them. And those of you that chose to follow those suggestions and then those of you that decided, you know what, maybe tomorrow, maybe later, or it's not for me. If I hadn't taken that suggestion, I really don't know where I would be today. I I really don't. I mean, the podcast was growing, but I was lost. And I joined a mastermind from there. And that, that has it, it. completely transformed my life, completely. I started just diving into personal development.
0: So glad you brought this up, you know, because I think about this as somebody, I, I was strictly a writer, I was making a good, I was an on-air TV person, it was going well, and then publishing changed. And then I said, oh, well, the money's in, you know, my career is in creating installing websites. No, no, no. And I remember exactly I, I okay, Brian Edmund, who at least used to have a podcast. I'm not sure if he does still, reached out to me and said, and I this connects to you, told me about John Lee Dumas. and um, are you still there? Yes, okay, sorry, you were so still and present that I thought you had frozen. Um, and I started to explore that. I already was friends with Lewis Howes, but I didn't understand what he did. And I start getting into this and I start discovering Amy Porterfield and Chris Ducker and, and, uh, Pat Flynn and all of these people. And I start to go, okay, I need a mentor. I need a mastermind group. I need to start surrounding myself. You know, there is that quote that Jim Rome quote about you are the culmination of the three people you surround yourself with the most. I love the people I surround myself with the most, but they are not usually badass entrepreneurs. And so I put this intention out into the world and I tried, I put tried to put together masterminds. I tried to make, you know, random people my mentor. And it took some time. And I look at my life now and I go, you know, Joe Polish, the one of the greatest genius marketers in the world, is my mentor. We write books together. I'm editing his website, Genius Recovery. I'm in Genius Network. Like it's so much bigger than I expected it to be. And it is. it did not happen fast at all. And when I look back, I can't believe it came from this intention that just only because Brian Edmund, someone I've never met, emailed me and told me about John Lee Dumas. Isn't it interesting the way that happens?
1: Well, the, the, it's funny that you, should, that you would say John Lee Dumas. That was knew, actually my very, yes, yeah, successfully approved. So it was the, the first thing that happened with me is my assistant, my my assistant um, had said to me, listen, you have got to listen to this podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire. And I was like, what's a podcast? She's like, oh, my God, you're so old. I can't believe you don't know what a podcast is. And she would you've got to listen to this podcast. And I did not listen to her. It was like, I can't even remember what she said, she goes, I was listening to this podcast today and I thought about you. And I'm like, all right, I will listen to the podcast because I'm tired of hearing you. So I, I downloaded the app. I didn't even know I had the iTunes app on my phone. I started listening to Entrepreneur on Fire and I got hooked. I started just binge listening to Entrepreneur on Fire. I completely just was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever. This is amazing. Like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And then this was back when John Lee Dumas had Podcasters Paradise at like $300 or $400. I can't remember what it was. You could get a lifetime membership to Podcasters Paradise. Let's just say $400. I've never spent money on personal development in my life Ever. Ever, and for whatever reason, I was like, that sounds like a great deal. I'm I'm going to do it, and I literally paid for the lifetime subscription, and of course, I put it on the shelf for a year, didn't do shit with it, uh, trying to decide what podcast I was going to do, and then I got married, and my wife was the inspiration to go, are you ever going to use that podcaster's paradise shit that you paid $400 for? I was, and I was so angry by her taking a shot at me. I was like, yeah. And I got into it. And next thing you know, the Share podcast was launched all from 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 soup to nuts. Using podcasters paradise. It changed my life. So it's funny how John Lee Doom has completely impacted both of our lives and was really the catalyst to personal development, because if it wasn't for John Lee Dumas, I wouldn't have launched the podcast. If I hadn't launched the podcast, I wouldn't have interviewed Tony. If I wouldn't have interviewed Tony, I wouldn't have asked him for help, and I wouldn't have gotten the suggestion, which was, you need to elevate your circle of influence, and you need to do it now.
0: And I love it. You know, And Austin is saying success leaves clues, and it's true. So for anybody listening, as Omar said, Little suggestions, you know, and for me, this is a bit of a spiritual thing, you know. So, uh, a higher power, the universe is throwing stuff at you, and you can choose to ignore it or you can choose to take it. What I have learned in my life is the universe throws a lot more at me than is correct. So, I often have to go down a path, realize it doesn't work, and then come back, which is, you know, you could call it a great lesson. You could call it a waste of time. It really depends on your perspective, but you know, and I don't mean to be this cheesy Pollyanna person, but if you are in recovery and wondering what to do with your life, or you are not in recovery and wondering what to do with your life, you can create a life you want. Um, I truly, truly believe that's possible for anybody. Do you think that too, Omar?
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. They, whatever people say, you know, cause you hear all this stuff all the time. You can do whatever you want. You can live your dreams. And I remember hearing that and I'm going, what a load of shit, right? Like you can do whatever you want. Shit. I couldn't, I couldn't play for the Rams, right? I couldn't join, you know, the Lakers, right? I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that. Right? Cause why? Cause I choose to focus on things that are not for me. Like I was put on this earth with a purpose and with that purpose comes a certain set of gifts and talents. Everyone has a certain set of gifts and talents. Your purpose is to figure out what those are and then live with them. I mean, live in them, use them and, and, and use them to propel you into greatness. If you haven't heard the the little YouTube, blurb or you know, like six-minute blurb from Steve Harvey that's called Jump. Everyone that's watching this needs to immediately after this call, watch Jump. It's six minutes. Steve Harvey, it will change your life.
0: I've never watched it, nor have I heard of it.
1: It'll change your life. It, but here's the thing. Everything that, you, everything that you listen to now, currently, you will resonate with all of it. And all of it, because and it's maybe, what you did, right? It's what I did. We've already done it. We jumped, right? right? We, we, we recognized something in us that was great. And we decided to walk away from the things that people told us we should be doing, the things that I thought I should be doing, the things I wanted to do but weren't for me. And I started to look internally and ask the big question, which is, what is it that I am supposed to be doing here because I look this way and I sound this way and I feel this way for a reason.
0: Amen, amen. So we have to start wrapping up. Again, I always wanna work back to how it came, came down to sharing your story. Yes, it came down to personal development, Tony G, all of that, but really it, it was this decision to share your story because that is your business. Would you say that's true?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, I I remember the other day I was, this is funny. My mother, we're, we're out to, we're having some coffee. My mother asked me, she says, do you ever coach people like me? I was like, here we go. It happens every, it's like being a doctor, right? Once you're a doctor, it's like, you know, I've got this thing here. And it was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm having, I'm about to have this conversation with my mother. And I said, what do you mean, mom? Like how people like how, what do you mean by people like me? She goes, "Well, there's, you know, like sometimes I say things without thinking and I offend people and then I feel bad about it afterwards and I, da, 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 da. you know, and I and I it was as as she was like coming at me, right? I I recognize that I recognize like, wow, if I hadn't become a coach, if I hadn't changed my life, if I hadn't gotten into recovery. My relationship with my mother has always been just challenge in half, right? And all of a sudden, here's this life-changing moment that could, dra- it could drastically change the relationship of my mom and I forever, right? And so as she was saying that, we, were t- we started talking, and then I said something about what happened to me, right? We went into my divorce and s- some really gnarly stuff, and she goes, but you don't tell that to your clients, do you? And I was like, of course I do. I'm an open book, mom. It's like everything about my life is on the internet. Everything that I have done. And when I'm on a coaching call, it's exactly what I do. It's that authentic vulnerability that we share with the world that allows those people to open up. Soon as you open up, Boom. The first thing, the next thing that happens is the person across from you on the screen completely drops their guard and just goes, Wow.
0: So, Omar, when is your book coming?
1: Shit, as soon as you write it.
0: Because
1: <laughs> 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 I just, I have no desire to write it. None. Like everything is about motivation. Everything is about intention and motivation, and you know, just this burning desire to. I have none of that. I've been told, "Hey, when are you going to write your book?" I'm like, "I guess when I get motivated to do it or desire to do it." What I've been what I've been motivated to do is what I'm doing now, which is the coaching and these groups. I'll I'll launch a online course before I launch a book, but who knows? I don't know. I'm not closed off to it, but it it doesn't even come into my peripheral?
0: Well, anybody else and possibly Omar. um, Our company runs something called Light Hustle Publishing. Uh, We help people write and publish books. Uh, The books we've published have, have become international bestsellers and gotten clients on the Chris Cuomo show and Good Day LA and all these places. So keep that in mind. I firmly believe everybody who feels at all compelled to share their story. And certainly anybody building a business or a personal brand will be left in the cold if they do not have a book out. That's so all I got to say about that. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> you know, Omar, you, are, you, you don't, you know, I, I think I think it's common, is all I'm saying. So, all right. to wrap up, please, if you are not listening to the SHARE podcast, go check it out. Um, If you are interested in joining any of Omar's groups or getting, oops, um, coaching from him or anything like that, go to omarpinto.com. Make sure you watch that Steve Harvey thing that's gonna change all of our lives. Jump by Steve Harvey. And Omar, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. Um, You rock.
1: You rock too. And as always, Anna, thank you so much for thinking about me. Um, I love participating in all your activities. You've got such badass followers and activities. And anytime I get an opportunity to hang out with you, I'm all in.
0: Love you. Okay. Love you you too. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Ciao.